0: it is your regularly scheduled sunday evening edition of the chair shop podcast We've come back, we've recovered from the G1 fatigue, from the, the SummerSlam weekend fatigue, my mentions of calmed down, everything's back to normal. I'm one of your hosts, Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever-dependable co-host. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner.
1: Good evening, Barry.
0: Good evening. And also with us, Mr. Paul Griffin.
2: Well, everything is back to normal, Barry, because sit down, folks. It's time for another Skype rant. Uh, Remember those episodes we do every now and then where my volume, for no reason, goes up and down throughout the show? Well, you better be ready for another one of them, folks, because that's happening, and I have no fucking idea why. I know who the culprit is, though, Mr. Skype and Mr. Man Who Created Skype. Uh, why would I want, why would a person want their volume to go up and down randomly? Nobody would want that. People like a nice steady volume, nice stable volume. No, 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 no. Skype don't want that. Skype want crazy volumes that just go up on a whim and down on another whim. Uh, So fuck it, the Skype. And uh, it's a bullshit. But that's unfortunately the situation. So... Sorry, folks, if uh, that's what happens this episode and it's annoying to listen to. uh, Nothing I can do about it because the Skype settings... Like, I know the bit of Skype that does this. I know where in Skype it, it, it has the automatically changed volume control. No, no, that's actually disabled and it's still doing it. So I really don't know. I'm sorry. Email Skype. Don't uh, don't give it out to me. It's not my fault. <sighs> ah,
0: I, I would also say maybe don't also email Skype. I mean, why bother?
2: Yeah. Um, I need but, some uh, drugs.
0: So uh, we are back, and, and you know what? It, it, it wouldn't quite be this show if it wasn't for all the uh, uh, technical qualms and, and issues. You know, we've 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 been up and down a lot over the years. The so it's like a little retro CSP, isn't it? Yeah. Uh we've got, we've got uh well i would not say we've got a lot of stuff to get to. I don't know that we necessarily do. We got we did a show on Tuesday, wasn't it? Uh yeah. where we talked about just uh, uh scores and scores and scores of wrestling. Uh one of the most uh one of the most uh, wrestling heavy shows I think we've done in a while, which actually I thought was quite fun. Uh, it was nice to have some interesting wrestling to talk about, uh, but yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go on there uh, uh, this week with I think uh, a, a more non non wrestling focus show this week, but we still have some wrestling to chat about later. Uh, but first, what about a little bit of life golf? Who's been up to something? How's the old life going?
2: Well, I do have some happier news uh, aside from the old Skype battles. Something I forgot to talk about last week. I've been trying different flavors of. Oreos. Now I know Joe, you're a big Oreo man like myself, right? (laughs) Uh, Are you? Do you like Oreos? Uh, Maybe I'm
1: creamy in the middle. Yeah, I do like Oreos. You do like an Oreo,
2: right? Well, we have a shop here that sometimes you'll find a little imported Oreo from the America, and that try it out. Because, of course, in in U.S. listeners won't won't realize this here in Ireland, and I. Probably is the same in the UK. Uh, very limited options when it comes to Oreos. You got yeah. you got your regular Oreos, mint Oreo, which are quite nice. Tastes a bit yeah. like a, a Viscount. Uh, golden Oreo, just meaning yeah. with the golden cookie. Uh, peanut butter, chocolate, strawberry. Ch- uh, that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, we have birthday party. And birthday,
2: well, that's the newest one. Birthday, we're we're only yeah. getting birthday party Oreos like 2019, year of our Lord, Oof. you know. Um, so we went to this shop, and I got four brand new flavors of Oreos, um, which I've actually quite enjoyed all four. One or two of them I wasn't so sure about, but I'll give you a rundown, right? Uh, we got the s'mores Oreos, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah.
2: is the chocolate and marshmallow yeah, gra- graham cream, right? With, with Correct, with the graham.
1: You've done your Oreo homework, lad.
0: How do they fit all that in between the two
1: Oreos? They don't. It's just the graham cracker biscuit and then chocolatey marshmallow cream. In, bit in the middle, yeah. Uh, at first, I wasn't so hot on
2: those, but they were kind of a grower. I got more and more into them the more I ate. They're pretty good, yeah. Uh, I got. Orange and mango Oreos. What? Sit down. How about them? Uh, the most overwhelming Pizza. smell of any Oreo I've ever eaten. Um, very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, those were Chinese imports. Oh, okay. That orange and mango. But they were good. They were very good. Just kind of too, yeah. too sweet.
1: Great bunch of that, but they do have some weird snacks. Uh,
2: I just got the newest batch That's I got funny. here. Um, Similar to Africa, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the newest um, group I got here, I got the Marshmallow Moon Oreos. Um, uh, to be honest, they just taste kind of like normal Oreos. There's, there's not a very strong marshmallowy taste. Off mm-hmm. it took, it took me about three or four to kind of really identify what the difference was. To kind of notice notice the the subtlety of the taste of it. Mm. they are quite nice, but they're they they're just a slightly sweeter normal Oreo, which is a little bit of a letdown uh, given the price it of paid like for Cheese? No, no, no! They just the taste moon's them. made of cheese. Oh, uh, there you go. And then finally, my favorite one: uh, the lemon Oreo, the king of the Oreos. Um, really. A, a, an extremely nice aftertaste off those lemon Oreos yeah they, they, they weren't that's vile. hey
0: that's vile lemon Ugh.
2: lemon no but it's not a it's not a zesty tangy lemon it's a very kind of mild lemon flavor uh, yeah. with, with a very nice aftertaste um, and with a golden cookie not a chocolate cookie
0: um, it's, it sounds rubbish but that's fair enough that's your take trust
2: me very very nice so they're the four different oreos i've got i'm I'm keeping my eye out for for other oreo flavors hopefully that i can test over the the weeks and months but um yeah so in order of, of preference i probably liked lemon the most then s'mores then uh the, the marshmallow moon ones even though they're just kind of plain and then the Oreo or the uh, orange and mango, because even though it's nice, it is a little bit too s- sweet and too strong a flavor. Oh. Um, luckily, I didn't get a huge box of those. I think there was only about ten Oreos in it. Um, that's what I've been up to this last few weeks: is eating Oreos. <laughs> what
1: about I mean, yourself? It didn't take you two weeks to get through three packs.
2: Ooh no! Although the uh, the Marshmallow Moon and the S'mores ones were your typical American size. You know, they're kind of like a square pack with, uh, I don't know, probably about 30 Oreos in it. Whereas the lemon one was the family pack, which had about 70 Oreos in it. And uh, they last me a little while. But, uh, that's all. What are you about yourselves? What have you been up to? Um,
1: well,
0: I've done basically nothing, so i let Joe take over.
1: Um, not not too much since Tuesday. Went out. Um, we were out most of the day yesterday. Um, we went to this um, <coughs> installation at the British Film Institute um, that I saw tweeted by our, our good friend Jill on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, they're doing a '90s kind of filmmaker season at the BFI, uh, so this was like a little uh, video shop pop-up art installation that they've done. Um, so they kind of recreated like a 90s video shop and packed it full of sort of, you know, original VHS tapes from the time and kind of decorated it as if it were a real video shop. So uh, good friends of mine would have seen that on on the Instagram. Um, so that was a little bit of fun. Uh, it was the last day of it and there was no one there. We just, we had no idea where it was. They so went up to the desk in the BFI and said, are you looking for the video uh, pop up? He went, yeah, down the stairs on the left. I don't know if it's open, but you can have a look. So we just went down there and kind of wandered around unattended for about half an hour um but it was it was good fun um video shops they were better than netflix if you ask me oh yeah um, Same. i'll be honest in the uh time it takes me to find something i want to watch on netflix you could probably drive to the video shop and back uh and get the tape rewound um much much better choice um, and more current movies um but anyway i don't think they are going to be coming back um now that most people don't have uh vcls anymore no but, uh, <laughs> probably probably not um but, but you could do a decent nonetheless so yeah that was fun then we had a little walk around london um it was very busy because the weather was quite nice so lots and lots of groups of tourists uh went to some very posh stationery shop that michelle wanted to go to bought a pen for 10 pounds which i thought it's a lot of money but she seems to like it so you know um yeah and that was about it then Pop round to see my mom, and we watched Bend It Like Beckham, which was nice. It's a fun, fun no, movie. Don't
2: spoil movie guff.
1: No. No, I won't review it later because it's an old one, but it's it's good. It's a fun movie about the football um, ages ago and women.
2: Well, you 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 had just watched the was it the Bruce Springsteen movie?
1: Yeah, the yeah. new one from Garin Um yeah. Yeah, but kind of similar movies. You realise how much of the cast is in both of them. Right. Um, including, like, the dad from Blinded by the Light, the guy who's in Goodness Gracious Me, uh, the sketch show, who in Bendy like Beckham kind of plays the love interest of the older sister. And then 17 years on, he's playing the kind of middle-aged um, dad of the family. who yeah. looks about 50 years older. Um, yeah, it's a good film, good film. So that's that's been about it for for the week so far. I'm just kind of chilling out today. Very good. Mm.
2: And nothing for you, Barry? Well, obviously it's only no. been five days since our last uh, podcast. So.
0: Yeah, our last check in wasn't that long ago, and the only the only really notable thing is I went to to Trinity Brawl two, which I'll talk about during the the wrestle golf. So yeah, yeah. not not a whole lot else going on at the moment. Me going to jump in to the old telly golf. Who's been watching some telly?
2: Uh yeah, I just um, continue watching Avatar, the last Airbender, coming up to the end of season two. Very much enjoying that. I think we've only got three episodes left. Um, we're kind of getting to the stage now where I've made an Excel file and we're organising our TV and trying to knock some things on the head and get them done with. Um, <laughs> so Avatar, we're trying to you know we have another season after finish season two, and then that'll be completed. Uh, Steven Universe, we watched the last uh, seven or eight episodes of that and that's done now. Uh, Hill House will be next. We still have four episodes of that left and that'll be done. Uh, and then we can move on to some of the other shows that we kind of had in the background. So I'm kind of trying to be more laser focused with the TV and getting getting it done, you know? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard when you have so many shows started and you have them all kind of up in the air yeah, um, it. well, it's just like, oh, too much stuff, oh, too much no. stuff. Um, so that's what I've been watching. Um, what about yourselves?
0: It's funny you mentioned Hill House there and how long it's uh, uh, taken you to, to, to get through it. Because um, I actually just earlier in the week, I realized I still had two episodes of Sex Education to watch on Netflix, mm. which I think came out in like March or something. Uh, so I got back into that. Uh, so yeah, I suppose I can't really. Uh, also, uh, a new season of Mindhunter just came out, um, which I believe I talked about. It came out about two years ago. I think I got around to watching it late last year. I also did not finish that, so I didn't finish the first season. Now the second season's out. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I want I want to try and uh, finish the various things I've started. Um, but this week I've just been watching more Line of Duty. Uh, I think I have one episode left in season two. Uh, Really great stuff. Really, really fantastic stuff. Really gripping. Uh, Very bingeable show. Uh, I'm really tearing through it. Uh, And and compared to something I talked about in our last episode, I have not watched an episode of Stranger Things since uh, it was last discussed on this Mm.
1: podcast.
0: So, um, so yeah, not much new uh, 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 to discuss on telegraph for me this week either. Uh, What about you, Joe? Um,
1: Finished off. Um, re-watching the first series of Succession um, the HBO show it's about a kind of Murdoch-esque uh, family uh, media baron, head by a media baron mm. um, a, it, it really does kind of pick up as the season goes on and rewatching it oh, I did get kind of bored after the first few episodes but then once we went back to it it was like oh yeah this is actually really good this is why I enjoyed it the first time and um second series of that started recently. Uh, so you watched the first episode of season two as well, which was kind of good. A bit of a slow one, but kind of feels set, they've set it up for the rest of the season now. So looking forward to that. It's probably one of my most kind of anticipated shows at the moment. It's uh, pretty good. I also watched
2: a documentary with Natty uh, oh. called The Wonder of Dogs. Uh, kind of a light at. The various breeds of dogs and how they came to be. And that was right <laughs> fun. So was
1: it uh from selective shagging? It was, was a BBC
2: it? uh documentary. Uh oh. well, not so much from two dogs making a dog, but more the the lineology of like they come from wolves and certain oh, yeah. cer- certain dogs were bred for certain attributes and that's
1: Yeah. Sausage dogs were getting in little tunnels. Yeah, and um Bulldogs for laughing at. <laughs> uh, German shepherds for... Uh, shepherding riding. German people, probably. Je- shepherding Germans. Yeah. All that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Great just, thanks, just uh, nice uh, to spend food. an
2: hour looking at nice dogs, to be honest. I like, quite enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, nice dogs! They're like, here's a nice dog, and I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) he is a nice dog. That is great. Yeah, you're all, you're not lying there. Why am I watching documentaries about fucking people murdering each other and stuff when you can just watch dogs for an hour? I mean, come on.
0: I mean, he makes sense. It's certainly less voyeuristic.
2: Yeah. Unless you're into dogs, then I suppose. Well, Uh, so that was good. That was on YouTube. So I just watched
1: that. Um. And that was it. That was it. Freak. Speaking of documentaries, we've uh, finally, also finally finished off um, another Ken Burns documentary on Prohibition. Right. Uh, so the Prohibition in America, and the kind of it, it tracked the history of you know how it came about, um, what went on during it, and how it eventually came to an end. So it's, it was very very interesting, as most Ken Burns documentaries are, quite long, so you kind of have to you know, take your time with it. Um, each episode was a couple of hours, three part, three part series, couple of hours each episode. So it's, it's a slow burner, but they're very, very interesting. And I couldn't help but see a lot of parallels with Brexit as well, weirdly. Hmm. Like it kept, they kept mentioning things about how it happened, and it was sort of a, the whole um, prohibition thing was a very kind of small issue that only a very kind of small vocal minority believed in. Um, then other people kind of hijacked it as a sort of political vehicle and it became this huge thing that then divided the nation in half um, and kind of sent everyone crazy for a few years. And yeah, (laughs) clear kind of parallels with um, Brexit. Maybe we'll just repeal that in a couple of years. That'd be good. Look forward to that. Mm. Um, But yeah, I would recommend that documentary as well. And any Ken Burns documentaries, really, they're all, they're all very, very interesting. And documentaries about dogs. He's not done any on dogs. Mm. Maybe he should. maybe if he did one on dogs. Maybe I'd watch him. That'd be good. You'd be up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff.
2: Good stuff. Oh, also, right? Yeah. We had another try at the old McDonald's delivery uh, oh. yesterday. Let's just say all went well and the tip was bigger than last time. Uh, here he comes. Hello. What's that? You got my order right? Good lads, lad. You can uh, f- Five euro uh, tip for yourself. Go on.
1: Five euros? Five euro? How Yeah, from McDonald's. Go on. I was feeling jealous. I had a, I had a lovely McDonald's during the week, actually. It was very nice. It was very nice. Yeah, uh, the, They got the um, double quarter pounder with the cheese out. I saw moment. that. And Ew. spicy chicken nuggets, or yeah, I had some of them as well. Yeah, I had both, both, them, both the new ones. Both pretty good. And the spicy nuggets aren't really that spicy. I mean, um, kind of nice texture to them, but you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't notice they were spicy as they told you. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they were fine.
2: Very good. I just had a single quarter pounder. I didn't go for the double.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: No, someone's yeah. on a diet.
1: <laughs> makes a change from when you've got two burgers.
0: You know, you don't know, you know want uh, two big, disgusting uh, lumps of meat on the little salt bun, no? <laughs> oh, sorry. Here you go, Your Majesty.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it is true for long time listeners might remember when I lived in France and I would go to McDonald's like four or five times a week, uh, I would have two meals every time. Uh, I don't know how I ate that much though you know.
0: <laughs> um first of all, first of all, you, that was like that seems like a different person back then. that was such a different time. You yeah. lived in France um, uh but that but you you talk about your large meals. that reminded me there a few months ago i uh me and my roommate went to McDonald's before we were going to cinema, and I went, and we placed our orders and he sat down and i uh, uh, or I placed my order and I went to the bathroom. And I came out and he was sitting down because he had placed his order. So I sat down and we were waiting for our food to be delivered, uh, delivered, brought down to our table, I mean. Uh, and he goes, oh, couldn't believe it, 16 quid. I was like, what? He's like, 16 quid? I was like, for a McDonald's, what did you get? He's like, I just got, you know, kind of got, I got, you know. He was, he's like, I just got my usual. And I was like, how well, how the fuck did you pay sixteen quid? And he, he was outraged at this price. So our food comes down, right? And I've got my little um, what did I get? I got like a you know, a big mac and chips, whatever. He got like a chicken legend meal and two portions of, of three selects. And I was like I was like, Well yeah, they've charged you the correct amount of money for this stupid amount of chicken you just purchased. Oh. Um because McDonald's is very reasonable, I won't have I won't have disrespected the value of McDonald's, um, uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how anyone can eat more than like the standard the standards, uh, you know, meal portion at McDonald's because I feel like I'm just, I'm just. My body starts to reject the salt at a certain point.
2: Hmm. That's fair.
0: Anyway. That's mcdonald's go for this week we'll get we'll get an update next week and you can give us an update. you know we we should start a little graph of what your tip is each time
2: yeah i mean i know that my order is always a bit fucky so if they get it right i'm happy to you know reward them if they fuck it up no tip so yeah. also we tried the old tip not through the app thing but the smallest we had was a 20 so we couldn't do that so i tipped them through the app yeah, as we discussed the last day. So, game goof. I have platinumed and completed Assassin's Creed Odyssey, as you might recall. Um, I've I'm re-downloading it now because I've got that itch again, and I'm going to play the DLC, which I did not dip my toe into um, when it came out. So, for those who don't remember, I, I beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey, about 100 hours it took me to platinum the game, which is like, find and beat every location in the game, etc, etc. So, I got really burnt out on it by the end, but I wouldn't mind another, I don't know, couple, 20, 30 hours. So, I'm gonna... I've I've, I've got the DLC, because it's on sale on the old PSN, 40, 40% off. So, got that DLC. The The game... Is re-downloading on the PlayStation downstairs, and I'm going to crack into that maybe on Tuesday. Start playing the DLC because it it is a fun game, despite my reservations about like how big it is and how much of the same content there is repeatedly. Um, would be nice to play again a little bit. Um, so I'm going to be doing that this week. Do you play any games yourself? Borrow it.
0: Uh, yeah. So I I just played the one. Um, I've been, mean, uh, along with all the, the, the wrestling uh, the overwhelming wrestling uh, stuff in the last few weeks I've the game's very much been put to the side so I said to ease myself back in and I uh, played Gato Roboto okay. which it's just a couple of quid on Switch so it's like two or three hours long it's a Devolver Digital uh, very, very, very obviously inspired by Metroid it's a kind of Metroid-y uh, game uh and i know obviously the the, the concepts of metroid uh, have been parlayed into so many other games but this one looks a lot like original metroid like it's um okay. it's got those little over the door you know when you shoot the door to open the door in metroid yeah uh it's, it's got that stuff it's kind of got the grid based kind of map uh but you play as a little kitty who uh basically this guy's ship crash lands on a planet he's trapped in the ship so you play as his cat who basically gets out of the ship and finds a mech um and it just seems like a very basic, very cute uh, little Metroid homage, uh, which I'm playing. I put I put about an hour in today. I don't think it's very long, so I'll probably finish it like in the next couple of days. But uh, yeah, solid stuff. Uh, I bought that on Switch because uh, those coins you get when you buy stuff on Switch, apparently they expire. So they yeah. sent me an email saying you have a tenner worth of stuff to spend. Uh, so I got that. Uh, that was good. Yeah, really solid, really enjoyable. Um, i haven't finished it yet but it's, it's it moves along and it's
2: mm. a i'm looking at it here so, it yeah, does that's, it does look good
0: it's yeah it's, and it's it's it controls well it's just a basic kind of you know you jump you shoot uh uh you you power up and that gets you into new sections it's uh it's cool
2: yeah
0: uh yeah so uh that is gato roboto because i
2: loved super metroid on the super nintendo
0: i think you'll very much like this thing
2: yeah. Uh, uh, for sure,
0: and it's say I think I got it on sale for like a fiver. I think it's only like seven or eight quid or right. something. It's it's not because it's 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 small and it's not long. Um, anyway, uh, that's it. So yeah, not much. i I guess I'm kind of easing myself back in. I got lots of other stuff to get to, right. but uh, uh, that's it. Uh, what about the movie, Goff Gents? I have not seen anything. I was going to try and see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I did not get around to it. So
2: I, I, I have my tickets once. booked for Wednesday to see it.
0: Uh, so yeah, what what have you seen in the
2: in the interim? Um, well, watched two movies. Uh, first one was Inglorious Bastards because obviously in the lead up to this new Tarantino, wanted to watch one of the old one of the other ones. Um, so Natty has seen Pulp Fiction, has seen Django, Hateful Eight. So I was I wanted to pick the best one that she's not seen, uh, and in my mind that's Inglorious Bastards and. Uh, Jackie Brown wasn't uh, Jackie Brown, eh, not that good. Also, there's a scene where they just walk around the supermarket for ten minutes, and it bored that the whole dead. off me, lad. His last
1: good. Hey. His last good
2: film. I do like Jackie Brown. Don't get me wrong, but uh, the thing with Tarantino is Tarantino does that style, the Jackie Brown style, very well. You know, um, like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown death proof i guess to an extent they're 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 the kind of you know cool cliche tarantino films you know with witty dialogue and cool characters and Inglorious bastards to me is the one where he kind of tried to go out there and make a real film um and it's it it's so good um that first scene with the people under the floorboards is even on like third or fourth rewatch is so tense and christoph uh Christoph Waltz, although he's kind of since become a, a cliché in himself, and kind of, to an extent, a parody of himself, he's, like, so great in this film. Um, yeah, I kind of like all the performances across the board. I think um, I think Brad Pitt is tremendous in it. I think uh, Fastbender is good for the little amount that he's in it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked everything about it. Um, and... It might be sacrilege to say, but I think on this watch I, I might have even enjoyed it more than the Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Um because as I say, it's kind of it it works as a Tarantino film, but it also works kind of on its own merit as a a really top notch, you know, really greatly directed almost like an art house film. I thought Yeah, was I just haven't
0: seen these Lord Bastards, it's it's yeah. I feel like I could do with a bit of a Tarantino catch-up
2: myself. Yeah. Well, definitely worth a watch. Uh, I also watched the new Aladdin. Oh! Interesting. 2019 Aladdin. Um, so you might remember I watched The Lion King a few weeks ago, the new one. And found it to be a, a dreary, you know, devoid of fun copy paste of the original <laughs> uh so you want to sit down for this one folks the new aladdin what come out in 2019 is great i really yeah, i really it enjoyed sweet. it i really enjoyed it i thought it was uh i thought it was fun i thought it was colorful and charming and the lot of it i thought it was really great uh, I thought Will Smith was, was top notch in it. I liked the people who played um, Aladdin and Jasmine. Um, yeah, I just kind of, I, I, I liked everything about it. It, it kind of, whereas The Lion King um, because, because of its kind of slavish uh, adherence to being like a documentary style visually it, uh, it had kind of no fun to it and no... I don't know. It, it was just too bland. Whereas Aladdin, with the genie and all that comes along with that, it actually made use of its CGI to its benefit. And so stuff like Friend Like Me was exciting and magical, you know? Something that The Lion King didn't have. So I, I give thumbs up for the new Aladdin. I went in expecting to be kind of... Not so hot on it. But I actually thought it was very, very good. So there you go. So there are still I, surprises I'm out
0: quite there. Surprised. I'm quite surprised by that because I liked Aladdin, but I thought I wasn't sure if you would. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with pretty much all of what you said.
1: There you go. It doesn't have any animals in it. It's probably or just parrot.
2: Parrot, monkey.
1: Yeah, it's not just animals. Exactly. Nothing would be creepy.
2: Yeah, well, the Lion King, for all its kind of technical greatness, is is just boring, and that's the biggest fault of it. And Aladdin, I tell you, is anything but boring. I think I the think I it's mean...
1: I think it's the very fun. The original one's quite boring. The original Aladdin. <laughs> like, I wasn't a no uh, Lion, Lion King. King. Well, I, I know you're not big the biggest fan. Lion King guy, anyway. I've never been a real Lion King fan. I like Aladdin a lot. Yeah, well, I also like King's a bit sort of po-faced and a bit like.
2: Well, the 2019 version is ten times as guilty as that.
1: Yeah. Guilty of that, I should say.
2: I think you enjoyed the new Aladdin as well. I think I think it's really really fun. And as far as the like Robin Williams comparisons would go, I think Will Smith did a great job of kind of being different enough to kind of sidestep those comparisons. And he did a great job again on his own merit and. Gave us a a different genie that worked in the context of the story, but wasn't a copy paste of what came before, and big
1: thumbs up on that. Alrighty, I uh, go Sorry, on. Eleven nine, the uh, Michael Moore documentary about Trump's election win, um, which was uh, pretty good. Is a bit of a return to form for michael moore uh-huh. um by which i mean it was enjoyable but also obviously it's a lot of shite in it because it's michael moore <laughs> <laughs> and it gloss over facts in favor of hyperbole but you know there's a kind of a, a sort of point at the bottom of it that that's kind of truth um yeah it was interesting it's, it's very funny him kind of dissecting uh, Trump's rise to power and everything. But he also gets into serious stuff, like uh, almost like a um, greatest hits, where he goes to Flint to talk about the water crisis. Then he talks about you know school shootings and stuff like that. Um, it's quite quite enjoyable, um, if also terrifying and if also um, uh, completely over the top. So um, you know, give it a watch if you if you like the old kind of Michael Moore documentaries, the um, Bowling for Columbine and that. That sort of thing. Not bad. Not bad.
2: Good. I know I've I've seen Fahrenheit nine eleven. Yeah. And of course Bowling for Columbine, which I think everyone's probably seen by now. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't watched any of them since then, so maybe worth a watch. I don't think I've
0: I think I've only seen Bowling for Columbine.
2: Um, well, even yeah. like Fahrenheit nine eleven already. Was a bit turning towards that hyperbole, as Joe said. Like, yeah. Yeah. like one, like even even Bowling for Columbine has a little bit of that. Like, especially the uh, the Charlton Heston scene. Yeah, and all that. You know, I think that's just his style, really. Uh, he's just
0: he's a pissy bitch who loves drama. To be honest,
2: <laughs> there he is.
0: Uh, Paul, I'm of the understanding that you have a very special quiz for us.
1: I do. Quiz, quiz, quiz. People love
2: quizzes. The, gr-
0: when we the do. grade one climax of quizzes.
2: That's true. Uh, so we've quiz this week, folks. It's not Dwayne Johnson Busters. Uh, or any of the other ones that we do. I was trying to work out a new quiz format based on um, Songs of Phrase. Where I would find songs right. and cut up into a wrestler's catchphrase or something. Oh, uh, I was gonna call it songs <laughs> S- Songs of songs Rays, of like Ray Phoenix and Ray Mysterio. Um songs of that,
0: what, what why why are you coming up with quizzes based on other shite quizzes? And also what kind of name is that?
2: It's a good name. But um
0: And we're not we're not even doing that anyway, are we? T-
2: no, too much effort. Yeah, fair enough. I couldn't find the song that had uh stone cold in it so I give up <laughs> at that point.
1: Um I've got an idea for a quiz where we have to um name different wrestling rules and we call it and, Mur- and Barry's the qu- the quiz master, and we call it Murphy's law. <laughs> <laughs> oh like that. Oh,
0: um my I'm going to um call up a bunch of like wrestling historians and experts yeah. uh, and ask them if if wrestling would be just as good without these particular wrestlers but they all their names have to begin with M and so it's going to be do we need M <laughs> <laughs> first episode I'm calling Dave Meltzer and I'm chatting to him about Malachi Jackson oh, that's good. Who, is, who is the oft forgotten third young buck
2: Oh, God, yeah. So this quiz anyway. we're doing today uh, yep. is without format. It's like how we used to do the quizzes way back in the day. It's just oh, great. simple questions. Do you know the answer? Do you not know it? Okay. That's what it's called. Um, so it's we have three rounds, okay, of five questions each. Uh, yep. The first round is true or false, and you get one point for each correct answer. Okay. The second round is wrestling in 2019. Oh, God. And you get two points for each correct answer. And then round three is the mystery round. And you'll get th- <laughs> three points.
1: Hang on. Round one's the mystery round as well, isn't it? No, round,
2: round one is true or false. <laughs> we don't know the topic. The topic is wrestling, brother.
1: Oh,
2: okay. it's, it's wrestling on the topic, brother. Right. So... <laughs> Who wants to go first?
0: Uh, I'll go first.
2: Barry is going first. Right. So play along at home. Let us know how many points you end up with. if you yeah. be. Can Please. you beat Barry or Joe um, in this G1 climax of quizzes? Uh, so, Barry, question one is for you. Now, keep in mind, this is the true or false round. You get one point for each correct answer. Okay. Barry. Okay. Despite retiring most arbitrarily named pay-per-views in 2009, the Judgment Days and the Unforgivens of the World, WWE revived Backlash and ran pay-per-view events with this name from 2016 to 2018. Is that true or false?
0: Oh, God. I don't think they did one last year. So I will say they did bring it back, but I don't think they did one last year. I'll
2: say false. It is in fact true. Pollux. They did do one last year. They did one the last three years, but not one this year, weirdly enough. Yeah, that,
0: that must have been what threw me. I knew they did it, but not recently.
2: So no points for Barry there. Uh, Joe, question for you. True or false? Mm. Since the. And, and give me a second here to get this out, because it's quite a tongue twister. Uh, since the 2012 introduction of the Tokyo Dome IWGP Heavyweight Championship Challenge Rights Certificate, which is awarded to the winner of the G1, basically the money in the bank, uh, go the to Tokyo yeah. Dome, right? Yeah. Since the 2012 introduction of this certificate, every single defense of the certificate has been successful. True or false?
1: False.
2: I'm afraid it's true, Joe. There's zero points for you also
1: didn't really understand
2: the question. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, question three for you. Since the introduction of the aforementioned certificate, only one holder has successfully won his Tokyo Dome match. True or
0: false? Um, okay, Tanahashi won it this year. Last year, Okada beat Kenny, so Kenny didn't win. Year before that, Naito didn't win. Year before that. Oh. So how many many people? What was the question again?
2: Since the introduction of this certificate, only one holder has successfully won his Tokyo Dome match. I'll say true. It is true. And it was, as you said, Tanahashi versus Omega earlier this year. So that's one point for Barry. Joe, question for you. True or false. The main event of this year's Triple Mania was longer than the main event of this year's WrestleMania. Is that true or false?
1: Um what was the main event of this year's WrestleMania? That's I might not even get that right to be honest. (laughs) Um Oh, it was the women. That wasn't that long. I'll
2: say... True. It's false. The main event of WrestleMania was 21 minutes 30 seconds. Triple mania was only 14.47.
1: Mm.
2: Very short main event. Um, So it's still 1-0 to Barry. Uh, Question for Barry. Since its recent reintroduction, the Cruiserweight title has never been defended on the main card of a WrestleMania. Is that true or false?
0: Main card. So that was reintroduced in 16, so it's only been seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 18, 19. It's only three years. I will say it has, no, the question is, it has not been defended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true
2: it is true it's too right. Joe question for you true or false Vince McMahon is over 75 years old
1: Vince McMahon is over 75 years old fuck when did he when did he turn 70 <laughs> Charlie he turned 70 he wasn't that long ago was that 5 years ago I think it was I say he's under under 75 so uh, false that is correct. He is only seventy three. Seventy
2: three, yeah. Barry. In the lead, two one. Yeah. Liv Morgan is the youngest person currently on the WWE main roster. Is that true or false?
0: Uh, um
2: <sighs> Main oh, roster God. is Ron SmackDown, for the record.
0: Smackdown, okay. Uh oh, I just think yes, I, I think she's definitely gotta be up there. And I, nothing, no one else is jumping out of me, so I'll say true. It is
2: true. She is 24. Okay. I think there's three people younger than her, but they are all on NXT or NXT UK. Uh, Rhea Ripley is the youngest at 22, I think. But not on the main roster. Joe, Bobby Fish is Bobby Fish's real name. True or false? Mm, true. It is true. Robert Fish. Yeah, Robert
1: Fish. Oh, <laughs>
2: uh, fish. Barry. Although TNA slash Impact Wrestling was founded in 2002, Impact as a weekly TV show was not introduced until 2005. Is that true or false? Uh, true. It's false. It was introduced in May 2004.
0: Ah, bollocks. Uh, yeah, I think you knew <laughs> it
2: wasn't in 2002, but it was not quite that late.
0: Yeah, I knew, I knew that
2: much, yeah. Uh, Joe. Despite the TNA Knockout Tag Team Championships uh, only being active for four years, there were nine different championship teams with no team holding the title more than once. Is that true or false? Um,
1: give me that once again. There were nine, nine different teams. It, I the it.
2: TNA Knockout Tag Team Championships were active for four years and had only nine different championship holding teams with no team holding the title more than once.
1: Mm, oh, I have no idea I'll Say false
2: It's actually true
1: oh.
2: uh, So at the end of the first round It's 3-2 to Barry Moving into round 2 Wrestling in 2019 So you get 2 points for each correct answer here okay. Barry This is really going to test your short term memory okay. <laughs> Barry What was the Universal title match At this year's Royal Rumble
0: Uh Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor.
2: That is correct. So, two points for you. Joe. Yeah. What was the Raw Women's title match at the same event?
1: Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania. At the Royal Rumble. um, Sorry, at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, Oh, fuck. Okay. So, I remember the the SmackDown match. What was the Raw match? Um Fuck Was it Ronda Rousey versus mm-hmm. Fuck who was it? I think it was either Sasha Banks or Bailey, but I'm not sure I'm gonna um looking at who was it? Um Uh, Sasha Banks. That is correct. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes.
2: That is correct. Right. So 5 4 to Barry. Barry, which tag team won this year's Dusty Rhodes Classic?
0: Oh, oh fuck. I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> uh, fuck me. Uh,. Jesus, Uh, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichler.
2: I'm afraid it's not. It was Ricochet and Alistair Black.
0: I could have sat here for a day and I would not have guessed that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Joe, opportunity to take the lead here. Which was the first WWE match to break Dave Meltzer's rating system and get more than five stars?
1: Um, it would be Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole.
2: Yeah, that is correct.
1: At NXT Takeover New York.
2: Yeah. Uh, Joe in the lead, five to six. Barry, what was the main event of Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary pay-per-view this year?
0: Uh, I watched it. In fact, it was Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan.
2: That is correct. Seven mm-hmm. six to Barry. Joe, difficult one I think here, but maybe you'll get it. Speaking of Slamversary 2019, who was the only person who appeared at that show who was also on the 2009 show?
1: <laughs> Austin Aries?
2: It's not Austin Aries, I'm afraid. Barry, do you know?
0: Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, 2009 Uh Hernandez?
2: Nope. It was Rhino as a matter of fact
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah
2: uh, so we go to Barry yeah Barry who was the WWE Cruiserweight champion at the turn of the year
1: the turn
0: of this year
1: Enzo Amore
0: uh, <laughs> uh, no <laughs> you. oh fuck uh, Cedric Alexander.
2: <sighs> That's incorrect. It was Buddy Murphy. Oh, shit. Joe, who defeated him at WrestleMania to become the second cruiserweight champion of the year?
1: Um, I know it is, but right I can't. I don't I'm not i do not not going his name. It's, um, fuck was it? It's the big. It's the really one, muscly one. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, what's the? Name. Um Tony. Um Tony Neese Tony Neese is correct. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Really takes the yeah. lead.
2: Yeah. Okay. Barry, not counting NXT takeovers, which WWE pay per view event this year has had the longest advertised main event? Now I I clarify advertised, so not to include money in the bank cash ins and things like that. Which okay. WWE longest. pay-per-view this year had the longest advertised main event?
0: Oh, God. I can barely even remember what the main events have been this year. Uh... Oh, uh, Royal Rumble.
2: Royal Rumble is correct. The men's Royal Rumble of course went. <laughs> that was
0: like a trick question. You nearly got me there. 57
2: minutes, 35.
0: Uh...
2: Okay, and Joe, which WWE pay-per-view event this year had the shortest advertised main event?
1: Oh I really don't know. Um um, is it the Saudi Arabia one?
2: Well, I think there was more than one Saudi Arabia show this year, wasn't
1: there? The one with Goldberg Undertaker, I don't know what the fuck. I'll give you I'll give you
2: that it is the match was Undertaker Goldberg, it was Superstar Showdown. That's what I was going to uh, say. That okay. match was 9.35. So at the end of round two, the score is 10.9 to Joe. So it's all to play for here. And round three, three points for each correct answer. I can now reveal the topic is wacky CSP wrestling references. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Okay, well, at least we've heard these at one point. Barry,
2: question one to you for three points. What foreign object did Tommy Dreamer use as a weapon against Bully Ray, prompting Taz to ask Jeremy Borash <laughs> for assistance in identifying the mystery device?
0: It was a la- <laughs> it was a loud stuffed minion that he thought Spongebob.
2: That is correct. <laughs> Three points. <laughs> so that what's it. Out. Right. Joe, question two. After a successful attack on Ken Anderson and Sting, Hulk Hogan mentioned to Eric Bischoff in a backstage segment of that Impact TV show that they would soon be on a beach tanning what part of their body? <laughs> be on the beach getting my toes tanned, brother. That is correct. Their toes. Joe retakes the lead. <laughs> Barry. The bear is dead, dude. Question three. Barry, what occurrence? <laughs> allowed Pat Patterson to arrive on time along with Gerald Briscoe to interfere in the main event <laughs> of Backlash 2000, assisting with a McMahon-Helmsley beatdown of The Rock.
0: Uh, I have to, it, 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 it was presumably the end of some variety of parade.
2: I'll give you that. The parade was over. <laughs> uh... So Barry takes the lead. 15 to 13. Joe, question 4. Which (laughs) foodstuff... Which foodstuff did Kevin Nash once wonder aloud whether Jeff Jarrett had been eating in abundance?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Oh, he doesn't know it! I know this one. one.
1: (laughs) Hot dogs?
2: Oh, it's not hot dogs. (laughs) It's not hot dogs. Barry.
0: Oh, it was uh, a lot of (laughs) almonds, Jeff.
2: almonds is correct. Shit. (laughs) Why do
1: we remember this? Shit.
2: Barry, question five for you. Which wrestling battlefield requires some wrestling fans to ask for clarification on whether a person is referring to the match type or do they mean the pay-per-view? <laughs> uh,
0: is it oh it could be one of two I actually can't remember. I know I remember the gang I don't remember what the actual uh a <laughs>
2: cell a cell is the correct answer. You mean the people <laughs> Do you mean the pay-per-view? <laughs> right. uh. J- Joe, during Insurrection 2000 Jerry Lawler postulated that Rikishi had a secret weapon he would unleash in order to further empower his patented stink face maneuver. What was the weapon? Uh,
1: He was going to shit himself?
2: I'll give you it. It was a chocolate hostage. Uh, (laughs) The inferral that he would shit himself. Oh my fucking god. Barry. Which wrestler yeah. used to send emails into CSP during the early days before mysteriously disappearing, never to be heard from again?
0: I I don't recall this at all. Uh,
2: was it The Rock? It's not The Rock, Joe. Do you remember? Oh,
1: uh, I kind of vaguely remember it, but I don't remember
0: who it was. Uh, Yeah, I vaguely recall this, but I can't. I can't remember who it was.
1: Uh, it was Yoshi Tatsu.
2: Oh, yes. I can recall us being very
1: racist.
2: <laughs> Joe, to, t- to retake the lead here.
1: God, I hope this never ends. Right.
2: Sean Morley, the former Valvinas, pinned which former burger flipper and toilet cleaner in an impromptu false count anywhere match during the creative peak of Impact Wrestling?
1: Um,
2: Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is correct. Yes. Right. We have two questions left. Barry, to retake the lead going into the final question. What was unique about a segment featuring a heated debate between Randy Orton and Sheamus in the lead up to SummerSlam 2010?
0: Uh, We declared it the perfect segment. That is correct. (laughs) Which I can't even remember. I barely... uh, I know. Actually, I take that back. I remember Orton teased a punt and he didn't do it, but Seamus panicked like he was about to get kicked. Yeah,
1: Seamus said he the that's right on his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we were like, that's genius.
2: I think it was specifically me that was claiming that yeah. it was perfect. Uh, it wasn't. Okay. So the, the score is 21-19 to Barry. Joe, if you get this, you will win by a point. Question 10. Which Hell in a Cell match is not certain to have even happened Despite Dave Meltzer's refusal to acknowledge whether the two wrestlers involved are still in action,
1: um, right? That would be um, shit. Kane, Kane and Mankind versus oh, um, um, Steve Austin and no, fuck. Was it Kane gonna... versus no? Was it a tag match, or was it just them? Oh, I can't remember. Kane and Mankind versus Austin and Undertaker. Oh,
2: no, it's wrong. (laughs) It's just Kane versus Mankind. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, oh, I was...
0: That was dramatic. That was... That was... That was... That was uh, Abushi winning the A block with a tiebreaker.
2: (laughs) So the final score after a G1 of quizzes... 21-19 to Barry. Oh Very good. Guys. No, that, was,
0: that, was, that, was, that was fantastic stuff. It really was. So I enjoyed that a hell of a lot.
2: <laughs> and now we move on to the wrestling news. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Wrestling. wrestling oh. news. Natty, by the way, I tested this quiz out on uh, Natty earlier on and she got five points. Despite not watching wrestling, uh, not knowing any of our wacky references. Um, So she did quite well. So congrats to her as well.
0: Alrighty. Um, So yeah, we'll jump into the wrestling news here. Uh, Folks, the King of the Ring is back. Uh, WWE is going to be doing a, uh, a series of matches on television, building up to. Actually, I'm not. Is there a pay per view coming up where they're doing the final? Um,
2: I don't think so. But anyway, yeah,
0: it's gonna be a, a, tele, a television tournament leading to some some pay per view uh, where they will declare the the winner. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty damn good uh, collection of of names involved. It's half Raw, half SmackDown you got Sami Zayn, Cedric Alexander, Cesaro, Samoa Joe, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, uh, Apollo, Cruz, Kevin Owens, Elias, uh, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy. And I think I am missing two more here. I'm actually pulling up WW.com as we speak. Oh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, The Miz... Uh, Chad Gable and uh, Shelton Benjamin. So mm. uh, a mixed bag. Some of those names are quite they're quite low on the uh, on the card, but I think I think a pretty damn good uh, uh, list of names.
2: Yeah,
1: I think so. Uh, this is their attempt to outshine G One.
0: Yeah, or just or just this get some bit the, of buzz going.
1: Yeah, I mean they must be desperate to put out the king of the ring. It's like a once every five years bring back King of the Ring.
0: And they try it and it doesn't really work and then they kind of don't try it again for another while.
1: Is is Alistair Black in it? Did you say? Uh, No. Oh, because they could have got him like a goth crown. Mm. Oh, that would have been Ice What's his name from Game of Thrones? The Night King. (laughs) That's it. I'm not watching any of it now. Pointless.
0: But, uh, Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, if, if the first couple of matches get time and, they, and they're, they're well reviewed I'll check them out, maybe, maybe I'll follow along with this because a tournament's easy, they can't fuck up a tournament hopefully yeah.
2: the problem is that they'll, well, you know, they give the early matches three and a half minutes like they used to and the whole thing is kind of pointless or will they properly you know, do it in, in the vein of something like a G1 with longer matches and good matches
0: yeah. Well the thing is they've plenty of time, you know, so so there there shouldn't be a reason for them to go short. Um they've got 5 hours of TV every week to do this stuff. So we'll see. And uh, we'll see. Uh so uh we didn't have time to talk about it on Tuesday but the big Brit rest news of the week was uh, that was two there was a one two punch. There was the uh confirmation that Jim Smallman has left Progress, or he will be leaving Progress, rather, uh, at the culmination of their their first 100 shows, their 100th shows in a few months. Uh, they're only building up to like, 95 at the moment or something like that. But yeah, he will be leaving and he'll be going full-time at NXT UK. Uh, it seems like the other two fellas who are also involved in Progress and are also involved in NXT UK, but it seems like they will still be splitting their time Um, so people took that as a bit of a big red flag for the future of the company and also there was i feel like we get this report every six months but it came up yet again uh that wwe uk talents will only be able to uh appear on uh pre-approved indies and even still they will not be allowed to appear on video this is a very nebulous time period i was I've not heard of a particular time, and that will be enforced. Um, but that is the that is the word going around at the moment. We have not yet seen that be enforced really at all. Um, but uh, yeah, more more doom and gloom on the old British wrestling scene. It seems.
1: Mm. It's definitely the end of an era. I think this era has been over for quite a while. The era of sort of progress and RevPro Pro um, being the hot thing. Uh, I mean, Barry couldn't even be bothered to go to the Wembley show. When was that last year? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, the hype had worn off long before then. I just think it's kind of interesting how we've kind of gone through these little mini eras. So you had like ICW, um, it's incredibly hot and was doing, you know, the Hydro. Then Progress and Rev Pro came along, very hot. And, you know, did Wembley and all these kind of things. Uh, Then obviously OTT became the kind of big thing. I was kind of wondering, one question, how um, or kind of what point in their sort of creative cycle is OTT at and secondly is there a kind of relationship between all these sort of mini booms is it a coincidence that you know all these kind of uh, western european promotions have have had this success or is it kind of uh, they spur each other on is it talent what, what what do you guys think it is um
2: i mean i'd say OTT at this stage is definitely on and I don't mean this disparagingly, but definitely on kind of the, the far side of a peak kind of mm. on the come down. But I think it's, it's more to do with the, the venue issue in Dublin than anything else. Um, yeah. because they used to have the Tivoli where they would do their monthly show from, um, and then they would do their bigger shows in whatever the national stadium, sure road, et cetera. And, um, like how many, how many OTT shows have like when they do a show in Dublin, uh, and it's one of their, let's let's say, quote-unquote, main roster shows, I, I'll go to it. But I think I've only been to, like, three this year. Whereas <laughs> 2017, uh, I probably went to about ten. So it's quite a big come down. Um, mm. And that has an impact creatively as well, because it means that on their Belfast shows, or on their Cork shows, or on their Contender shows, which is kind of their developmental show, they have to kind of move a lot of storyline stuff to there. And so it's just a little bit more difficult to follow unless you watch all the shows on vod um so yeah i mean definitely the the ott i hate to use the word peaked because you never know what's around the corner but definitely with the the walter Mm. devon feud that kind of the ott ship kind of rose on that tide and as the tide goes out it's kind of come down again a little bit um yeah yeah for sure
1: that's kind of where it is I think inevitably you do reach that kind of peak of the creative cycle, but maybe with OTT it was a bit premature because of the venue thing. Um if they'd had the stability, they probably could have maybe were going for a bit bit longer. Yeah. Uh, don't know where they'll go in the future, but I think it yeah. impacts
2: as well their ability to bring you know, import talent in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh which means they've had to rely a lot more on their homegrown talent, which is no no big deal because a lot of the Irish talent they have is great. Yeah. Um, but I, I get the feeling as well that some of their some of their talent because of this problem is pushed a little bit too soon and kind of get exposed yeah. as a result. Mm. Um, but after all, it's like, what? Well, it's, it's a little Irish indie promotion. And to be honest, it's even where it is now is a hundred times further along than it was four yeah. years ago, you know? Yeah. So
1: I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to come off it's...
2: entitled or complaining because, I mean, Jesus, we still get Devlin and Starr and you know stuff that we would have killed for four years ago I, I do miss the days of the Matt Riddle on shows and Kyle O'Reilly and Marty Scurll coming over and stuff like that because I feel yeah, like that's kind of past you know
1: that's obviously contributed to the whole of the, the kind of UK and Ireland thing as well is all this talent being signed up Yeah, you don't get that quality of imports from me that you once would off like three four years ago yeah, I, I,
0: thought, I thought it was pretty telling that, like, Austin Theory was at a TakeOver, and he got no reaction, and that's fair enough, whatever, you know, he's not that big a star. But then, like, a few days later, he was, like, the headliner of the dot-com article of people who just signed. Like, the big stars they got were him and Santana Garrett, and you're like, fucking hell, they have signed everyone. Because these, these aren't even big names, do you know what I mean? They're, like, they're, they're relative to when it was Matt Riddle and, and Keith Lee and all these other people. Yeah. Um uh, it really, it. I mean, I think it's. I think it's all. It, that's. I think that's why there is so much doom and gloom on the scene. Is that it's all, it's all culminating at once. I mean, there's all, as as Jojo said. There's peaks and there's troughs and there's creative. Uh, you know, uh, the creative juices are flowing, and then after a while, they're not flowing so much. That's fine, but I think I think when it coincides with all these signings, is when it gets a bit kind of dire and. Um, yeah, the Smallman thing in particular—it's like I think the bloom was off the ro- progress rose for for quite a while, but but now it's like definitively that 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 nail is it in the coffin. Not to use the grimmest analogy possible, but um, uh, you know him him officially being gone—it signifies a real end of an era for sure. Um, and just yesterday, they announced a match literally on WWE.com for one of their shows. Yeah. So. Um, wow. Yeah, and they uh, for, and weirdly enough, for Mustache Mountain, who like they already did a farewell for Tyler. I don't know. It's very, it's very wishy washy. It does just feel like the, the 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 two biggest companies in the UK scene are very much just WWE's plaything, um, and it's 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 sad. But you know, wrestling will always will always soldier on.
1: There'll be another boom in three four years. It'll be even bigger than this one. Well, I mean, the NXT UK bubble is surely going to burst at some point because. Yeah, well Smallman going full time there. What what exactly is there to do full time at NXT UK?
2: I don't know, um, write, write scripts.
0: I, I yeah, I don't know the exact particulars of what his job is, but yeah.
1: Like it's not a real promotion. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's interesting.
0: So uh, that's that's the uh, the scope of things currently. Uh, in other news, again, other interesting kind of moves happening in the, in, in the business. LAX uh, were given a farewell at the Mexico City tapings of Impact Wrestling uh, this past week or mm-hmm. weekend rather. Um, uh, which yeah, they've I think they've had a great run. This is obviously the new LAX, the uh, Santana and Ortiz uh great run in impact i think they were a huge part of impact getting a little bit of their rep back obviously they have not been very successful but you know getting a little bit of their rep back as you know a promotion that puts on good shows and pushes good talent and presents talent in in interesting ways they had some interesting vignettes um I, i was a huge fan of what they did i think they did some good stuff on the indies over mania weekend um, yeah, and they're wrapping up and I don't think there's been confirmation of where they're going next. Um, I would guess AEW, but um,
2: mm.
0: but yeah, so they're uh, they're moving on in the world. Sounds like a good move
2: for them, for sure. It's interesting just that the, the LAX name, whether it's them or the original incarnation, has just been kind of a cornerstone of, of impact for over a decade at this stage. And yeah, most likely, that'll be yeah. that'll be end the end yeah. of that as a a staple of impact.
0: Yeah, I because I I didn't read much about what happened. I wonder if they'd like I don't I don't I didn't hear that they lost the mantle or they passed it on or anything else like that. So yeah, as you say. Uh, probably just the end of it. But that's fine. I mean, they, having having yeah, it last a decade or over a decade, and having it two iterations of the team is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wonder if so. If they go to AEW, I would imagine they will not be using that name. Um. Uh. They went by EYFBO on the Indies, which is not it doesn't roll off the tongue, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's one to watch. Uh. And lastly, on the old irish front i went to trinity brawl 2 on friday uh, in dublin city center which was a hell of a time uh, trinity brawl last year for those not aware was an event organized by j money uh, through i don't know some kind of connection at, at, at uh, trinity college uh, it was in a tiny little the players theater uh, there which is a very very small room with no windows and no air conditioning um, and it was a bring your own beer event, so this was the same thing again. Same room, same bring your own beer policy. And this one was extremely wacky. This was very much like a, a deep, deep, deep in the down the comedy well, kind of the high, the the, the uh, kind of a concept show or a produce show, depending on what you want to call it. Basically, the back, the 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 show started with J Money being laid out from behind an attack with a steel chair. And then the rest of the show was set inside his concussed brain uh, where his soul was trying to uh, go on a Wizard of Oz-esque journey to uh, obtain three keys to uh, escape this weird like shadow dimension he was locked in. It was very wacky. Um, uh, it was uh, uh, kind of out of nowhere. We the, the, There was a, a guest appearance by Jack Gleeson, who is of Joffrey of Game of Thrones fame. Mm. Um, basically they did a very a kind of cliche uh, fantasy like almost rpg-esque uh, uh, theme where where gleason was playing this like mischievous elf who was gu- guiding J money through his his subconscious or something it was it was it was completely bizarre and off the wall i mean th- these are shows that are that are kind of one-offs and they're not really you know they're not promoting any kind of company that you could like follow or or, or anything like that it's just kind of a one-off show for for you know, two hundred very hardcore fans in, in Dublin city, but it was it was a fun time. Uh, uh, the comedy all got over very very well, uh, just like last year where it was all Irish talent, and then they had uh, uh, Raya O'Reilly uh, wrestle. She's kind of the one big name outside star. Uh, this year you had Rory Gulak, the brother of Drew, uh, but also a you know a well regarded US indie wrestler in his own right. Uh, he was there. He had a really entertaining technical uh, uh, technical wrestling match with Michael May. That was super fun, but uh, yeah. Other than that, it was all Irish stars, and they mostly did a very good job. Um, and uh, we got to see them uh, trying some new characters and, and doing some new stuff. Uh, last year, uh, Paul, obviously, you've now seen you know Denny Kaitel quite a lot as a heel in mm-hmm. OTT. Uh, she debuted that new look and that new uh, persona at this show last year.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so this year we got uh, heel Amy Alonzi, which was. Which is very wacky. Uh, the cry- she she came out, and she started swearing, and it got like the pop of the night because her perception is so, uh, you know, sweetness and light um, uh, elsewhere. But uh, yeah, it was it was a really fun time. I, I it it was such a success that I as it wrapped up, I almost wondered if they would try and do it more often because they sold it out. They everything they did got over. And they had a little bit of buzz coming out of it. I mean, obviously the, the 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 Jack Leeson appearance helped them a little bit. They got a they got a you know a couple of news stories written about them, which was nice. Um, but yeah, a really fun time and a, a, another little reminder of the of the amount of talent on the Irish scene. So um, so yeah, that was that. Um, no real other news coming out of that show. Obviously, it was it was you know it was as I said it was a one off. So they didn't even they didn't even reference the idea of doing another one or anything at all like that. So. Uh, uh, Next week, then we have uh, Ott in Cork.
2: A very, uh, a very good card, which, I must say.
0: A, a tremendous card, yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going to main event. My, my first thought was Valkyrie versus Raven, mm. uh, but they haven't really built that up in any kind of significant way. Um, so I don't know that I that's that comes off as a big match to me. I don't know if it does to you. No. No. Um,
2: <laughs> that's a- I'm a little bit blunt there, but no,
0: no, no, but no. You're, I mean, you're completely because right, there's not much to say because they haven't done a whole lot of angles or matches or, or, or promos. I, I think I saw uh, on, on the OTT Twitter they have, they filmed stuff that's coming for for the whole court card, but thus far they they really have not uh, done a whole lot with Raven and Valkyrie, unfortunately. Uh, and it's weird. What I mean by why no real main event is because the other the other big title match, or I don't even know if it's for the title, is, is Jody Fleisch versus Jordan Devlin, which should be awesome uh jody can still go we've seen him in ott uh, you know a year or two ago he's still great but i don't know if anyone's going to really buy that as a as a main event either you know what i mean it's it, the obviously quality will be good but you know it's not really it's not jordan facing any kind of huge challenge it's not someone that i think they they would necessarily buy as a as a new champion so that's a bit weird and then the other match is uh pock versus speedball mike bailey which should be great uh, but again, it's just you know, it's it's an import versus an import match. Um, so I'm I'm not sure what the what the main event will be, but I do know that uh, I think on paper I think it's a fantastic card, um, and loaded, absolutely loaded as well in terms of like interesting matches, imports. Uh, so you got those three matches I mentioned. We've also got more than hype versus the rascals. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you at were you at were you were fan appreciation? I last wasn't. I, the-
2: I, I wasn't there unfortunately because that match was <laughs> very good. I, I watched her yeah
0: movie. so so that one had Mako Santa in it obviously she won't be there this time that's a bit of a, a, a doubter but to give credit where it's due I mean the other lads did a fantastic job in that match I think that'll be a, a banger and also little bonus so they're actually doing this match twice that weekend they're doing it at Fight Club on Saturday or Friday night and then they're doing the same match again in Cork so I'm thinking that's good they can they can have a little test run in the uk and then have another match over here so it'll be probably even better i hope uh you know obviously th- you know when teams work together a lot you you can uh, uh you know get on the same page with each other so that's that's good um uh we also got dan barry and martina versus sammy d and justy which you know, should be the usual kind of uh, dan barry and justy kind of level of fun uh callum black versus david star which i think is actually a really good match on paper for for callum um mm-hmm. uh, And uh, my mind is, is, oh, uh, T-Hawk and Lindemann versus Michael May and uh, Liam Royal, which is a a very unexpected, very wacky match that uh, I think should be great as well with the OWE slash AEW stars, uh, Lindemann and T-Hawk. So, yeah, that should be great. Uh, I'll be there live. I will uh, not be here next week uh, on this show for that reason. Uh, But I can give you the report there uh, when I come back so uh, yeah that's all the uh, that's all the Irish wrestling off this week and I think that's all the wrestling off in general
2: that's all we have that's it Uh, take us home
0: so so I would imagine uh, yeah yeah, I suppose you two gents if you wanted to do a show next week without me you could go ahead with that and uh, I'll be back the week after that Uh, yeah and uh, that's the chair shop podcast for this week if you want to join us during the week you want to follow along get some updates get links to the show and all that you go to chair shop podcast go to Pod rather on Twitter ChairShopPodcast.com is the website it's where you can send us emails and uh, yeah we will be back next week the two lads will be back next week I'll be back the week after Uh, and yeah thanks for listening we'll be back then until then it is goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's goodbye from Joe Towner
1: goodbye and it's goodbye Mr. Paul goodbye